entrepreneurs so on born that brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's grow! Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here today. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me in this way. We can get this incredible content out to more people. Today, we have another great episode lined up for you. He had reached out to me because he's actually doing a podcast tour, which you're just talking about right before the show, and wanted to come on the Entrepreneur Podcast. He and I have been connected online, but this is actually our first time connecting connecting on a live call. So I'm excited for this episode. I'm excited to grow as a podcast host because it's going to be the first time me interviewing someone that I actually don't know a ton about. So I'm going to learn just as much as our audience here. This guest is an experienced trainer and coach who works with business owners to cultivate exceptional leaders within their teams. With a strong emphasis on leadership and personal growth, his strategies help individuals develop their true character and become their best selves as leaders. Today's guest is Ken Noble. He is the owner and founder at Noble Leadership Solutions. Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's exciting to be here. I appreciate that. I know we were kind of talking about the uh, the beer brewing process before the show, and and you mentioned uh, obviously having a, a buddy that has a, a local brewery. So, giving our guests kind of a quick rundown, if if you're listening for the first time, or if you've been a listener, we like to compare our entrepreneurs and their journeys to that of the beer brewing process. So we come up with a couple different questions that we like to go. We call it our entrepreneur outline. So Ken, if you can tell us a little bit about your history, kind of who you are, what you do, and where you came from, and then we'll uh, we'll dive into it, man. Well, fantastic. So my name is Ken Noble, as you already said, and I grew up in a small town in West Texas called Big Spring. And uh, I really, I grew up from a, a blue-collar family. My mom was uh, a waitress and a convenience store clerk, a grocery store clerk. My dad had uh, several different kind of, you know, jo- odd jobs. Uh, everything from oil field to whatever. In his last 20 years of his life, he was a 7-Eleven convenience store clerk. So the expectations for me growing up were not, the bar wasn't set very high. You know, I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. And so it's just, you know, uh, you just go to work, you work your job, you earn money, you pay your bills and you just kind of rinse and repeat the next day. Mm. So for me, so for me, um, when I finally kind of found this, uh, a job that I really liked that really fit who I was and the way I was wired. It was uh, starting in a corporate career at uh, a large hospital corporation. And uh, I started off as a maintenance technician. And then over the years, um, you know, my supervisor left, they replaced replaced him and I ended up training him as to what he was supposed to do. When he left, I just said, Hey, why spend the money on somebody else for me to train them? let me just have the job. So they took a shot on a guy with no real, you know, major education or whatever. And I was getting paid peanuts from, you know, looking back now, if I could go back and uh, you know, I would definitely have, have made some better decisions, but eventually I went from being that the supervisor for that one clinic to multiple clinics and, and for the region at the same time though, I, uh, I had this pretty powerful conversion experience in faith. So, um, I, uh, I am a Christian. And uh, during that time I had a, 
a real, a real powerful encounter with God. And um, in a few months, I started volunteering at my church. And so as I was climbing in the corporate ladder, I was experiencing some things going on in my church and it was a very small church. And so it was like, you know, kind of all hands on deck. So I started volunteering and serving. And before I knew it, um, I was actually kind of leading a department um, in the church um, and my pastor gave me my first personal growth book. It was the 17 laws of teamwork by John Maxwell. And um, that sparked something in me. Um, I've always been a, a reader. Uh, and all of a sudden I couldn't get enough. I was reading Ken Blanchard, John Maxwell, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, Jim Collins. Like I was just reading any kind of leadership book I could get my hands on to learn how to be a better leader in my, in my volunteer position at church and also doing what I was doing at the same time, the corporate company I worked for covenant health system, they were sending me to leadership classes and, uh, you know, just some things internally. And then I took, um, they used to have these traveling kind of workshops called skill paths back in the day. So I took, took, took one of those and, you know, learned how to manage projects and all this stuff. And so eventually what happened is, um, as I was growing as a leader, my, um, my ability to uh, minister to others and to, and to serve others was growing as well. And I eventually left that career um, and went towards nonprofit work. I became a chaplain in, in the hospice arena for a little while, then went on staff at church. And I ended up being involved in churches for about 20 years. Um, the whole time I'm going to conferences and events and reading books and, uh, I kept taking steps up. So I started with a very small church of less than 200 people. Then I grew uh, my first real paid position was a church of about 15, 1800. Um, and then my next step up, I ended up at a mega church, um, in Midland, Texas. And all through that, I was always stepping up, going to the next level. And I began to get recognized for, um, just my leadership skills. And really what I was doing is I was reading, I was learning, I was applying, I was fixing, I was taking best practices. And so before I knew it, I was kind of earmarked as a U-turn leader. People would reach out to me for counsel and, you know, you know, just kind of saying, Hey, how do I do this? What? And, and before I knew it, you know, I was making a name for myself. And one day, um, my direct report said, Hey, um, you know, Ken, you don't really have any like formal seminary training or anything. What would you like to do for yourself? And I was like, honestly, I'd like to get, I'd like to get some certifications, maybe be uh, certified as in leadership or marriage counseling or something along those lines. And that's when I found the John Maxwell team. Now, John Maxwell, he's a friend and mentor. He's written well over a hundred books, been involved in the leadership um, genre for well over 40 years. And uh, so it was a pretty powerful moment. Um, when I joined that team, got certified as a speaker, coach, and trainer. Um, and then the next year I joined this mentorship program. And then in 2019, I joined the, uh, the uh, executive member uh, section of his team. And it was during that time that I actually, uh, that I actually uh, started looking about possibly leaving the church world and going back into the corporate world uh, to start my own business. And that was, uh, July of 2019. I started full-time with my business and then Corona, mm -hmm. <laughs> the COVID hit, uh, in, uh, right at the beginning of 2020. And man, I had to make a lot of switches, a lot of changes, questioning myself along the way. And, uh, it's been a fun journey. And then we ended up moving 
uh, five and a half hours away uh, from where I started my business to a new city, new town. And I got a job because of course it was the middle of Corona, uh, the middle of pandemic. And um, every morning when I got up to go to work, I heard um, something on the inside of me. Uh, You can work hard to build your dream or someone will pay you to work hard to build theirs. So that lasted all of about a week. (laughs) And I went in the next Monday and said, look, I can't do this. I've, my wife, my father-in-law, they, you know, they encouraged me and said, look, go do what you go do what you're called to do. You've spent too much money and you're, you've got too much behind you just to be swinging a hammer for, you know, 16 bucks an hour. Mm. So, uh, so I did, I, uh, I, you know, turned around and joined the, the local chamber of commerce and got involved in some networking companies and then, you know, or networking groups and, you know, kind of had to pivot and I had to, I had to switch a lot of things in my company and system and I'm still learning. I'm still growing, you know, um, gosh, it's been, let's see, June of 23 will be three years here in the Waco, Texas area. Um, but I mean, I serve, I still serve my, my, uh, primary market in Midland, Odessa, the Permian basin of Texas. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of growing as I growing as I go. So that's kind of the, the shortened version of a very long journey with lots of ups and downs along the way. Appreciate you sharing all that. Uh, I'm hearing a couple different things that I think I want to reiterate to the audiences. One is the continuous learning and education aspect that really started years ago before you even yeah. got to where you're at right now. And I think that's the key thing for, for entrepreneurs that you know, not just the entrepreneur that wants to get started because they don't like their job and, and they don't have very big ambitious goals, but the entrepreneur or even individuals that want to continuously getting better each and every single day, you were doing a lot of this stuff on your own. And then you kind of coupled that with the opportunities that you had in your corporate job. And it was kind of a perfect storm for you to really get that, that fire lit under you that, Hey, I am meant to do something bigger and I can have a bigger impact on the world, which I, I just think is phenomenal. Cause I think a lot of people don't take that chance on themselves and they're not open to those opportunities. And, you know, I understand cause I came from corporate America and uh, I get it. Right. But yeah. there comes a point in time, as you mentioned, that saying that you had when you woke up, you know, you can be building this for yourself or someone else can pay you to go build their dream. And so I think that was just a very profound way of kind of coming to the conclusion, like you're meant to do this and you're going to go all eggs in uh, all eggs in that basket. And uh, I left corporate America in July of 2020. So very, okay. very, very similar path um, as far as timelines go. But yeah, absolutely love that. Love the John Maxwell stuff. So I'm actually speaking at an event in Costa Rica in June. And uh, John Maxwell is the the keynote speaker that's kind of opening up everything. He's doing a master class with some people. So I've never got the chance to meet him, but getting the chance to meet Man. him uh, in person in June. So I'm excited to share yeah. the stage with him and uh, it'll be a great event. So love to hear yeah, that. Yeah, it's gonna be phenomenal. Love uh, that. I've got, I've got some stories that, to, to tell you about John. I mean, he's, you know, everybody always asks me, Oh, you know, is he, is he really the same way, you know, that he is, <laughs> that he comes across and he really is. I mean, mm. he is like genuine, authentic all the way through and through the way he talks, the way he writes, the way he leads. That's, that's the way he is behind the scenes, man. Mm. No, I love to love to hear that. And uh, I've heard that consistently about him. So super excited about that. 
so as we kind of transition here, we start to talk about some key ingredients that have made you successful. So if you had to pinpoint yeah. three things that have made you successful in this journey, what would those three things be? Well, the first thing, and you've already touched on it, is uh, the, the, the little, I, I love collecting quotes. I have tons of them, right? Mm. But one of them I heard years ago, um, I think John Maxwell had actually quoted Rick Warren as saying this, and that is leaders are learners. Um, and that's really what started all of this. You know, I mean, I, I, I realized that I wasn't equipped to do what I was doing and I had some people give me some right tools and resources along the way. And it inspired me to do more. I mean, that's the thing about growth, right? When, when you really start tapping into growth, growth becomes a joyful journey, right? Of, Oh, what else can I discover? What else can I do? How else can I improve? And I think that's one of the key things. Probably the first thing that I would tell anybody is, is be a learner, be teachable, be open. Don't think that you've got it all figured out. Right. I, I mean, I do coaching one-on-one -on -one with clients. Um, I do leadership training and development for companies and organizations. And then of course I speak at conventions and, and those kind of things, right. Where, where I'm inspiring the masses. And so for me, uh, being able to teach and help people get kind of a leg up is super key for me. So not only is leaders or learners, but I think that you should pass on the knowledge and help other people along the way. You know, just because I'm a step ahead doesn't mean that I'm beating you, but I'm trying to clear the way to bring you with me. Mm. And so that's probably the first thing is understanding that leaders are learners. Um, the second thing that kind of dawned on me years ago is that integrity is the currency of leadership. It doesn't matter if you're a solopreneur right? If you're, you're an entrepreneur, that's just a one person organization. Um, your integrity is going to, to help you get further than anything else. Really? Um, I mean, of course, what you offer the public is key, but sometimes your, your, your charisma will take you further than your character can keep you. So you've always got to be integritous in all that you're doing, right? What you say you're going to do, you do, you know, you, under promise, you over deliver those kind of things where you're, where you're really living out your values and, and what you believe to be true. Um, because if you've got any kind of falsehoods, anything that's, uh, any kind of cognitive dissonance in your life, that's, that's going to find you out and you're, you're going to end up hurting yourself in the long run. Mm. Um, and I forgot what my third thing was. <laughs> Let's see. So, um, leaders are learners. Oh, I know what it was. Um, your daily disciplines determine your destiny. Hmm. Um, learning how to be intentional at, at every moment of every day. Um, learning, you know, who you're connecting with, how to connect, how to how how to set your schedule in a way that gives you margin, that makes sure that you're productive, that makes sure that you're um, really focused on achieving your goals is huge. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I fall off the bandwagon and I don't get it all done like I want to do. Um, you know, recently I, I had to do a little reset. Um, my, my schedule just felt very out of control. I felt like I was always behind playing catch up. And I realized what I, what had happened is some key ingredients of my normal weekly schedule had changed, but I hadn't changed my calendar to, to adjust for it. Mm. And so I, I just recently kind of sat down and redid my ideal week kind of planning in a perfect week. This is how everything would line out. You know, this is when I'm going to handle personal private matters, run errands, do this, do that. Here's my non-negotiables every week. I'm doing this certain thing and these certain meetings. And then 
kind of putting everything back together to create this picture of a perfect week for me. And then filling in my calendar according to that week has made things so much more effective, so much better and improving me. So those are the three things that I would, I would say are key. Love those ingredients. I think that there's a, <laughs> there's a, you know, I like to put it together as like your, you know, your beer, your entrepreneur combination of those things is I think obviously what's made you successful, but it's also made you into who you are as an entrepreneur and also the key ingredients as to what you're teaching and leading people by. So absolutely love to hear that and kind of tying into the next thing, which is the entire process or your entire journey thus far. I think one of the things that I didn't realize about entrepreneurship is how high the highs can be, but also how low the lows can be. So if you can talk to us a little I bit about I just want to say amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and everybody you know tends to agree with that for sure, but talk yeah. to us about some of your highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. Yeah. So, gosh, for me, um probably when when I first got my my certification as, as a leadership trainer, coach and speaker, I was just doing it to have something to hang on the wall to kind of give some validation sure. that I really am a good leader and I've been certified in it. You know, I've taken the courses and classes, not just because I'm, because I'm self-taught. Right. Um, but then in the middle of it, there was kind of this awareness that I could really better myself and better my family through creating my own business. Right. So that was kind of a, a pretty big high for me. Um, because I would reached this point where I was uh, in a mega church um, as a pastor, I was a youth pastor at one point, and then I'd switched over to more of a connections pastor role, but it wasn't really, it wasn't hitting all of my sweet spots. You know, I wasn't really operating in my, my giftings and, and really loving what I was doing. Um, but through, through my training, um, I was just doing some things that really stoked my fires. And so whenever I began to realize that I could do this, um, and be my own boss, set my own schedule and do all those kind of things. That was kind of one of those high moments for me. It's like, Oh my gosh, I can really do this thing. Um, and so that was one of the biggest highs, right. Um, for my business, right. I've had several other highs before, like in my journey getting to here, but we're, we're kind of talking about my entrepreneurial journey. Um, and so when I first started my entrepreneurial journey, that was pretty, pretty big for me. Um, then when I stepped out, to do it full time. And my first month I, I made, made as much as I made, you know, in my, in my nonprofit career, I was like, Oh wow, I can pay the bills. But then the next month it wasn't there. And then the next month wasn't there. And the next month wasn't there. Mm. And all of a sudden I went from that high. It was almost like this immediate low. Yeah. And to be honest, I actually hit one of the darkest periods of depression in that time in my life. It was in the uh, late fall. Uh, early winter of 2018. Um, we'd had some things go on at home, some personal issues with some health and some other things happening. And, um, and then of course, financially things weren't happening and the struggle got very, very real. And, um, I, I dealt with clinical depression for a while, but I never really understood major depression at, until that moment. Um, and it was brutal. And so coming into the beginning of 2019 or yeah, 2019 was a very hard struggle for me. And then COVID hit. Um, and 
we didn't know what was going to happen. Right. My, my business was not at this point, my business was making next to nothing. Um, and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I don't know if I can do this. And then COVID comes along, rings my bell. And then, um, I've been working with a very large multi-billion dollar, um, oil company and I've been trying to work on some projects with them. And then when COVID hit, they were like, Hey, we can't do large group training because of COVID. We're going to have to cancel this. And I just was like, Oh my gosh, to me, it was the death knell of my business. Right. All mm -hmm. of a sudden this one thing that I, I, I knew was going to come through, it didn't happen. Um, and so I ended up going and getting, uh, getting back into, um, getting back into chaplain work for a local hospice organization, um, very part-time, um, and just, you know, praying the whole time, trying to figure everything out. Um, and then, like I said, with COVID and everything happening, we decided that we were going to move five and a half hours away to Waco, Texas, because of my, my in-laws, my father-in-law had uh, cancer, uh, reoccurrence and, you know, he was almost 80 at this point and we weren't sure what was going to happen. So we make the decision to move to Waco, have no clue how it's going to happen. And all of a sudden I get a call from that, from that oil company. And they're like, Hey, um, we've decided we want to go ahead and do this. Can we do it virtually? And at that time I was doing, you know, mastermind things through conference calls. I'm not even, I mean, zoom was one of these things that people talked about, but nobody really did. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And I got probably one of my biggest contracts, literally like, you know how they talk about, <laughs> you know, the entrepreneurial journey is like up mm -hmm. and it's down and mm -hmm. it is up. And I seriously, this huge boon of income that enabled us to literally move for most people to be across the country for Texas. It's, you know, just halfway across Texas, <laughs> it's a five and a half hour drive away from where we were. Um, but we managed to pay for that. We, and moved to a new location and, um, it was, it was, it was great, you know? Um, so yeah, that's been some of the highs and lows. And then of course, in the middle of that, uh, trying to make the pivot, uh, make the pivot on, okay, I can do major leadership training and development. So what else do, what else can I do? Well, I'd already been coaching as part of my, my business strategy, but I had to make that the forefront, mm. right? I had to, I had to make the forefront, uh, and do one-on-one -on -one coaching because I could do that via zoom. We could do that, you know, practicing safely or whatever, but I didn't know how to build a coaching business. Mm -hmm. So it's relearning all over again. Okay. How do I do this? And so the end of 2020 and 2021, uh, was trying to learn how to market that, trying to learn how to speak that and then trying to learn how to build that. Mm -hmm. And so all through that. Um, and then just when you think you've got it all figured out, uh, Facebook changes its algorithm Think you know, mm -hmm. there's always something you're I, literally, I'm always in the process of learning how to identify who I am, how I serve and all of that. Um, so yeah, it's very, uh, very, very interesting journey of the highs and the lows right now. Uh, gosh, I don't know if I'm in a high or a low right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've got some relatively consistent income. Mm -hmm. Uh, not as much as I've had in the past, but there are some things on the horizon where more is coming in. And so like, you know, it's just always these ups and downs, but right now, um, I've been challenged by one of my mentors and friends to, to do a podcast tour, getting on as many podcasts as I can to share my story, to see if there's people out there that I can help, that I can serve and possibly along the way I can find 
clients and people that, that, you know, I can connect with and really, um, become mutual, mutual beneficiaries. Absolutely. No, I absolutely love that. And I uh, appreciate you sharing that the ups, the downs and, and the roller coasters that you talked about. That's that's entrepreneurship. In one month, things could could reach a peak and the next three are completely different. So I think oh, I resonate yeah. with that. I think a lot of people can resonate with that. So kind of transitioning here and, and going into the fermentation and conditioning part of the entrepreneur process, we'd like to talk about the biggest lesson you've learned throughout this journey that you would share with someone that's an entrepreneur looking to save them years worth of mistakes, what would that be? So here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, as an entrepreneur, the, the biggest thing that you got to work on is you've got to make sure that you've got mentors in your life that are doing what you want to do that have had success in doing what you want to do. Um, and finding a good mentor is easier than you think. All you've got to do is really ask because people that have gone further ahead of you, most of the time they're willing to, to help you get there. Mm. You know, I mean, a, a good mentor is like, Oh man, I'd love to help save you time and energy and effort and not make the same mistakes I did. Mm -hmm. Right. Anytime I get people that call me or that reach out to me and go, Hey Ken, I'd like to talk to you about being a coach. Mm. I'm like, absolutely. Let's talk. You know, and I share with them, Hey, first thing you got to do is you've got to take some classes and learn how to build a coaching business, not a business, but a coaching business. Mm. Right. Um, you know, people are asking me all the time, how do you get into corporate corporate jobs? And I say, well, I mean, this is kind of what it takes to do it. And here's how you got to do, you know, and you talk to them about how I sell and what it looks like. And you know, the, a lot of the cold calling and that kind of stuff and just be encouraging along the way. Right. So I think, um, for, for people, one of the key things you got to have is a mentor, somebody that, that you can ask questions of and they can, they can kind of point you in the right direction of what they've done to, to have their successes. That doesn't mean that you have to copycat them because you're a unique individual. Mm. Right. And so what they did may not work for you. Um, your demographic, your target audience, your whatever may be totally different. The second thing that I, that I tell people all the time is get a coach. Um, I've had coaches literally throughout my life and I didn't even realize some of them were coaches, <laughs> um, until I got into the coaching world. Uh, but having a coach that, um, is asking you questions, right? You, for a mentor, you ask them questions. A coach asks you questions to help discover your passions, your values, your, your dreams, your visions, your goals. And then they help you to establish the steps that work best for you. And, you know, that's what I do with my clients. It's, I, I'm not telling my clients how to succeed. Like I have one client, he, um, he has a, a multi-million dollar oil field service company. I've never run one of those in my life, right? <laughs> I've never even really worked in the oil field. Yeah. And so I can't tell him how to run that business, but I can ask him what he wants, what resources does he have? And I walked him through what I call the noble system of, of coaching uh, to help them understand and grow and develop themselves to achieve their goals and their dreams. And that's why a coach is important. And a coach, you, you usually have to pay for, um, you know, coaching is, um, I mean, it can run you from, you know, a hundred, 200, $250 a session, all the way up to a hundred thousand dollars a year, or even more, mm -hmm. depending on the, the level that you're at and the level of coach that you need. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to me, coaching is, is 
phenomenal. Be, you know, just always being on that learning process is super key. So, um, I think I answered your question. <laughs> oh no, you definitely did. I mean, coaches and mentors, I think it's, yeah. it's something that people, uh, you know, tend to think that they need to hire those people when they're at rock bottom or when there's no solutions that are left or they need to find a mentor after they've, you know, basically burned it to the ground. And, and you should be doing all of those things uh, immediately. You don't need 100%. to get to, that, get to that point in order to have that happen. So couldn't agree with you there, there more. So, Ken, as we're wrapping up this episode, we like to talk about what's next. So for that, it's okay. the distribution model. So obviously you talked about the podcast tour. You talked about yeah. some of the things you have going on in your business. But what are you working on here the rest of the year in the business personally, et cetera? And what do the next couple yeah. of years look like for you? Yeah. Well, um, ultimately, my, my goal is to have kind of a brick and mortar leadership training facility, you know, like a mathnasium or mm. Um, what's, what's the other one that the kind of the, 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 um, tutoring facilities, I can't remember the names of all of them, Yeah, but you know, something like that where people, people can come and take classes, you know, um, group classes, you know, I mean, community colleges are great, but I want to do something smaller scale specific to leadership. You know, it doesn't have to be this huge facility. I mean, just something where I've got a conference room, I've got a training room. And I currently in the office I'm at, I have access to those. Um, I was in a really bad car accident in July of 20, uh, 2022 and I'm still recovering from it, but I'd actually just started doing a series of lunch and learns monthly mm. just to kind of add value to help people to see and understand and kind of give them an opportunity to have the light bulb come on that says, Oh wow, I need more of this training mm. to eventually kind of funnel people into paid programs that I offer. So Right now, uh, I am doing this podcast tour, kind of getting getting my name out there, telling my story, letting people know, um, hopefully resonating with potential clients. <clears throat> um, but really, my purpose is to add value wherever I go in the podcast. I want to tell people on the podcast that I'm on, you know, um, that I'm here to help, make sure that I'm giving them some value. Um, and then from here, uh, I'm actually going to be starting uh, more monthly lunch and learns. Uh, I do, uh, thinking about possibly starting a very low, low monthly mastermind group where, you know, it's, it's kind of a mastermind for, for everybody, something that I could have done whenever I was first getting into leadership and that kind of thing, you know, maybe 30, 30 to $50 a month, you know, where you've got a community, you've got a once a month mastermind call to help people get through that. Um, and so those are kind of some things that I've got on the horizon. Um, of course I'm still traveling and, and, you know, taking care of corporate, corporate business leadership training and development. Um, but you know, anything that I can do to, to really just make a difference in the world, you know, Gandhi said this years ago, um, says be the change that you wish to see in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, that started for me in, in the faith world, right. In the, in the nonprofit world in churches, um, I really began to focus on becoming a, a leader and a mentor and a disciple maker that made a difference and that left uh, leaders in my wake. Like literally I was planting seeds of leadership. And so <clears throat> feeling called to do that in the, you know, out in the, the quote unquote secular world, the corporate world um, for me is very key. And so I love working with uh, people that are, that have faith um, that, 
are wanting to believe in more that they've ca- they're called to do more and be more. And, um, I mean, let's be honest, the entrepreneur journey is really a journey of faith. We just don't call it that mm-hmm. because we're believing in something that isn't yet happened, you know? Um, and so, so for me, I want to be able to provide a place where people can believe in themselves and grow to become all that they feel called to do. And, make the difference in the world that they want to make as well. Love that. Love it. And I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to be continuing to make that impact and continue to do some amazing things, especially on the podcast tour. You were phenomenal guest. I really appreciate you coming on here, Ken, and sharing everything with the audience. Where can people find out more about you online, whether it's website, social media, combination of both? So um, my website is nobleleadershipsolutions.com, nobleleadershipsolutions.com. You can reach out to me there, contact. um, Of course, you can find me on major social media outlets, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, at Deacon Noble. you know, I was lucky enough to get in early enough where I could <laughs> keep my own name. Right? All that, yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, at the Ken Noble, you can find me. I'm not on um, Snapchat or, or TikTok. I just don't have time to, <laughs> to do all that. I, I, and then of course, if they're on Facebook, I have a complimentary uh, uh, leadership mentoring group where I drop nuggets in, um, you know, I'm dropping quotes right now, kind of on a three, four five day basis. Try to do one to two videos a week, just kind of adding value to people, and it's completely completely free. They don't have to pay, um, and you know. And if you sign up for that group, you get into that group. I usually I send out a free ebook called Success Habits. So mm, that's awesome. Well, yeah, we'll definitely have all that stuff in the show notes, so that way people can get in touch with you and uh, continue following your journey and, and support you in any way that uh, that the audience can. So, Ken, thank you so much for coming on the episode today. Really yeah. appreciate your time, and uh, looking forward to staying connected. And appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. And I want to thank you again to the audience for tuning in to today's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. We'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed. I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs aren't born, they're brewed. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney.